Very few things are more triggering than seeing our kids fight with each other, especially if it feels like it's nonstop all day. And when there's aggression involved, it is so easy for our brains to go into emergency mode, make it stop right now. And rightfully so. I mean, our main job as parents is to keep our kids safe. And so when we see aggressive behaviors, it triggers that automatic response in us that's like, I've got to make this stop. I've got to make this go away. I've got to handle this. I've got to fix this. And so in this video, you know, there's so much to say about sibling conflict in general. But in this video, I want to speak specifically to the dynamics where there is an older child. I'm thinking toddler age, preschool age, um, and they are being aggressive towards their younger sibling. I'm thinking infant, maybe a young toddler. Uh, how do you respond in those situations? right like what is our role as a parent how do we best show up for both children in these difficult moments that happen so fast and also you know why does this happen why is my older child constantly ganging up on the younger child why won't they just stop uh, so I'm gonna get into all of that in today's video so let's discuss Hi, hello, and welcome back to my channel. If you are new here, I am Dr. Jasmine. I am a psychologist as well as a mom of two girls. So they are 15 months apart, and I definitely remember <laughs> um, the constant arguments and conflict, especially when they were younger, especially when my oldest was a toddler and my youngest was an infant, but she was starting to get mobile. I'm thinking like that eight month to 12 month range where they're starting to crawl around and get into stuff and that was one of the most difficult challenging times as a parent for me because the older child my older daughter was constantly screaming at her sister constantly yanking toys away uh, I'm sure she smacked her once or twice or so um, and so these moments felt overwhelming um, as a new mom of two under two like okay what do I do in these situations I'm so glad to say that over time with <laughs> with a lot of coaching <laughs> a lot of patience uh, a lot of trial and error uh, a lot of not getting it perfect all the time because let's be real we're not going to get it perfect as parents but over the years they have come such a long way and one of the biggest things that I think is important to remember when it comes to our children uh, especially the older child is that that is exactly what they are they are still a child I know it's so easy to see the older one as like the more mature the more responsible one um, the leader in the pack right it's so easy to assign those labels and forget that oh wait they're still developing they are still learning they don't have all these skills yet and this is a really challenging dynamic for them to learn how to navigate right and they're not going to always get it perfectly so I think that's one of the easiest uh, one of the most important things to like start this video out with or episode on is that it's so easy to villainize the older child right um, and I'm guilty of this too right seeing them as the 
older more mature one and being like why are you acting like this like why are you being so mean to your brother or sister right why won't you just stop why won't you just use your words right why won't you just tell them what you need why are you getting so aggressive and mean um, and so it's easy to see our child <laughs> our older one through that lens and then that colors how we show up right we're less patient uh, we're more angry right um, and we are more like just just make it stop right I just need to fix this I just need to make this go away I don't get you right now I don't understand what's going on for you right now and I just need you to stop and so I just want us to start this conversation by saying both of our kids or all of our kids, if you have more than two kids, they are all learning, they are all growing alongside each other, and these dynamics are so hard and challenging for everybody to learn how to navigate. Now, before I dive into more of this episode, which what I'm going to cover today is why does why does this happen, right? Why do kids get aggressive with each other, especially the older one onto the younger one? And then also, most importantly, like what is our role as the adult in the situation? How can we best help all kids involved in these hard difficult challenging situations uh, but before I dive into that I just want to quickly shout out if you're watching this episode uh, listening in um, around the time that this episode goes live then I will be hosting a live workshop on June 2nd which is Thursday um, and it will be all about how do we help our children manage conflict between their siblings as well as peers. I want to talk about uh, what it looks like outside of the home with cousins or kids at school and they're having conflict. Like overall, how do we teach our children social skills in an age appropriate way? Um, so I'm really excited uh, about this class. Um, I'm going to be touching on sibling rivalry and jealousy. I'm going to be touching on toy battles and sharing. I'm going to be touching on uh, aggression and arguments as well as overall ending with how do we promote positive relationships uh, with others? How do we, again, teach our children these positive pro-social um, skills so that they can thrive in any relationships that they're in? Um, I'm really, really excited about this class. I am so passionate about this topic because I really believe that one of the best gifts we can give our children is the gift of learning how to navigate and maintain healthy relationships with others especially their peers right especially their siblings so um, all the information will be down in the description below if you're watching on YouTube or you can go to the mompsychologist.com forward slash sibling class to find out more information and um, how to save your spot if you can't come live just remember everything will be recorded and you will receive access to the replay recording um, as long as you register for the class. So I'm so excited for this class. I hope to see you there, but let's dive into this episode. Okay, so let's first talk about why <laughs> these moments happen. And I first want to start off by comparing your child's relationship with each other, right? The sibling dynamics to a situation where let's imagine, and it's not a perfect comparison of course right but let's just imagine let's try to put our child let's try to put ourselves in our child's shoes so let's imagine that you come home from work one day or whatever and your partner sits you down and they say you know what I have some really exciting news for you uh, we are going to be welcoming another you know 
partner into this dynamic. <laughs> this is so exciting. I can't wait for you to meet them. They're going to be, you know, you guys are going to have such a great relationship. We're going to be one big happy family. Uh, I mean, how would you feel, right? You'd probably feel panicked. You'd feel scared. You'd feel confused. You'd feel overwhelmed. And then imagine that the partner comes and starts spending time with the family and then they start touching your stuff right they start getting into your cell phone or logging onto your computer or reading your books or whatever it is they just start touching your stuff right the stuff that you used to have just for you and you go to your you know main partner and you're like what the heck like they keep touching my stuff and they say well why don't you just share with them <laughs> what's the big deal like now everything is just community toys and we all just need to share and get along how would you feel you'd probably feel very violated very angry very resentful um, not only of this new partner but then your main significant partner right and you might just feel really betrayed and sad like wow nothing that I have is mine now what do you mean right how do I wrap my mind around this like I don't want to be in this family anymore <laughs> right you might go down the rabbit hole right I'm just imagining put throwing out scenarios well I just want you to know that your child is going through the same things mentally they are of course on one end, very, very excited to be an older sibling and to have a playmate and all the wonderful things, right? All the wonderful things that we fantasize about when we have more than one child, right? That this is just gonna be one big happy family. They're gonna get along and they're gonna have a playmate and this is just wonderful. And then on the other hand, right, it's really hard for our children to adjust to these new dynamics, especially when the once immobile infant starts to crawl around and dig into stuff and starts to play with stuff, put stuff in their mouths. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's my toys, right? It's very easy for young kids um, and kids in general to get territorial because I want you to equate their toys to your phone or your, your laptop or whatever, right? Like it's the same in their eyes, right? That's my stuff. I'm used to only me playing with it, right? Right? Don't touch that. Um, especially don't put that in your mouth. Ew, gross, right? Like, how dare you? I need this to stop. I need to take this away from you. Nope, you don't need that. That's mine, right? So just remember that and keep that in perspective, especially as your children age together. Um, it's easy to lose that perspective. It's easy to be like, well, they've been... <laughs> They've been, you've had a sibling for a couple years now, like get over it, right? I thought we have transitioned. I thought we were over this phase. It's gonna come up, <laughs> okay? It's gonna come up throughout the years. Um, sibling rivalry or that kind of competitiveness, if you will, is actually normal, <laughs> um, especially from a survival perspective, right? They're kind of having to share attention, share resources. And so that competitiveness is normal. Of course, of course, caveat to all of that, there are things that we as parents can do and say to help promote a a healthy uh, sibling dynamic to help them communicate with each other, absolutely. But I think it's just important to take perspective, take a step back and really put ourselves in our child's shoes when it comes to these dynamics. Also, although, again, like I said earlier, although the older child seems to be the older, more mature, more responsible one, they are still a child and they are still developing 
skills, right? Especially communication skills, especially if you have a toddler or preschooler, right? They're still learning how to do this. And it is so hard to do these things in the moment when we are experiencing intense emotions. Again, put yourself in their shoes. When you are really angry and upset over something, isn't it really hard to quote unquote use your words and communicate effectively with other people, right? Like your your language part of your brain literally shuts down in these moments. So it is so easy for kids to use their behavior, right? To use their body as a way to communicate because they are literally panicked and they are flooded with emotions. And so that's another reason why we commonly see aggressive behavior towards siblings. Also, furthermore, <laughs> kids are also incredibly impulsive. The rational uh, part of their brains, the frontal lobe um, that's involved with executive functioning and planning and reason reasoning and rationality, right? And thinking before you act, aka impulse control is not fully developed it doesn't develop until their mid-20s and so for the little ones impulse control is harder so they this is a skill again it's like a muscle that we have to work out over and over and over again so that's another reason why all right now let's dive into okay what is your role <laughs> as the adult in the situation what is your role where do you best come in how can you help all children, but specifically in these dynamics, you're more so going to be focused on the older child, right? The younger child. I'm thinking infant, early toddler. They don't know what's going on a lot of the times, right? They're like, well, okay, right? So there's so many, and I want to caveat this by saying that all of these situations are nuanced, right? All of these situations have obviously context that I can't really speak to. It's kind of limited in this type of content right because i don't know your specific situations that commonly happen and context is so important so i'm just going to speak kind of in generalities like generally these are the things that you want to kind of consider and try to do but of course this is nuanced which is why i really recommend if you can come to the class because we're going to be talking about this in more depth and then you get to ask questions and i get to help you based on your particular you know, scenario. So just keep that in mind. But your number one thing, and I know this is a lot easier said than done, but stay calm. Okay. <laughs> we have to be the calm one in these situations. Again, these things happen so fast and our child is impulsive, right? All they see is red. All they see is I need to make this stop, right? This is my toy and you need to, you need to knock it off, right? <laughs> you need to give that back to me. And so we have to try our best to show up in these situations as the calm one. And I think one of the biggest things that helps us show up in that way, right? And kind of bring that energy is to remember perspective, right? Because if we show up and, and we think of the older child as the villain, right? As the one that is wrong, um, the one that needs to stop and, and knock it off, then we are going to easily bring that energy to these interactions we are going to be more impatient and angry and upset and frustrated so remember there's no right and wrong here there's no good or bad person here um so remember that and try to kind of continuously remind yourself i'm bringing the calm here there's no right or wrong i'm just here to help them solve a problem that they have right now 
um, and problems are okay. Conflict is okay, <laughs> right? Woo-sa, right? Um, again, a lot easier said than done. This is going to be something we have to continuously just practice. That's the best tip I have for you: um, is practice this. The more you show up in this with this energy the more likely you will the next time. And again, be mindful of the thoughts, the stories that you have around these interactions because this is going to color how you show up. Now, of course, step two, and, and sometimes it's step one, of course, because aggression is aggression and we always need to reestablish safety. So, of course, that step two or one, <laughs> however kind of it works out in the situation, Um, Sometimes this is a one-two thing and we're doing this all at the same time, but we do want to establish safety. So important, right? We we might need to put our our body in front in in the you know in the way of the two children. We might need to, you know, remove, gently remove a hand from another body part, whatever we need to do to step in in between the moment and reestablish safety so that no one is is getting harmed right no nobody is is getting harmed so you oftentimes don't need to say much in these situations it's more about what you do and the energy that you bring but you can say like i'm gonna help you that's one of my favorite phrases to say as a parent is i'm gonna help you (laughs) um and it just reminds me i'm here to help i'm the calm one i'm the adult we got this i'm gonna help i'm you know i you know you know what i mean like i'm the calm confident leader so i'll just often just say i'm gonna help you right up oh, our body and then you can add you know our bodies are not for hurting um if you feel like it's appropriate and necessary in that context but of course we want to reestablish safety um a little caveat there or a little like side note is that commonly what i hear is like parents will bring the one that was aggressive to another room or they'll bring the the one that was um, the one that was hurt will bring them to another room. I really don't advise that because there's a lot that can happen in this moment, and we will miss that if we too quickly separate them. I understand in some situations it's escalated and it does make more sense. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, especially in public, that's where it does make sense, where you want to kind of. Uh, bring the children or the one that is highly triggered and emotional you want to bring them to a quiet area so that you can help them regulate and that you can give them privacy for this difficult moment and you can talk with them and help calm them down but I'm thinking if you're at home um, that would really be the last resort because you don't want to send the message again like isolating the kids can easily send a message of like you're the wrong one and you need to go away or you're the right one and I need to protect you and I need to move you away from the situation. And sometimes that can send, you know, it can backfire. So we just wanna be mindful of that. Of course, if it makes sense in the moment, use your judgment call. But I really would say use that as a last resort if they like really cannot stop hurting each other, then of course that that would make sense. Um, or again, if they're in public. So. Two, reestablish safety. Three is observe what you see and narrate. This is really important for our own regulation, but also to gather some facts and to just show everybody in you know involved, especially the older one, that you're trying to understand what's going on. You're trying to slow everybody down 
and just narrate what you see. Oh, I see. I what from what I saw baby had the toy you guys both wanted that toy at the same time and I saw you use your body use your hands to grab the toy away or you know baby wouldn't give away the toy so you push them down whatever it is right just narrate without judgment okay which is the most important part and I know it's tempting to you know add a little flavor add a little commentary add a little you know what I mean a little opinion about what you saw but it's really important to keep this objective okay again there's no right or wrong there's no good or bad child it is just is what it is right we all got overwhelmed with emotions and this is how it played out um I am going to slow you down so you can recognize what happened and what led up to things. This is really actually a powerful teaching moment for your child because now it slows them down. It helps them make sense of the situation. It helps them make sense of their triggers and it helps with impulse control, right? Because you're slowing them down and helping them think through their decisions so that next time, hopefully they make a different a different choice, uh, which we, we love that for them. So observe and narrate what you saw and then you want to help with problem solving. So Kids can start to problem solve around age two. Of course, they're gonna need our help, a lot of help. But just know your toddler can start this process of problem solving and understanding their conflict and trying to come up with some kind of resolution. They can start this around two. So you wanna identify their needs in that moment. Wow, you guys both wanted that toy, for example, if it was like a toy battle you felt very frustrated or you felt like it was unfair that brother or sister was playing with your toy you're used to having that toy all to yourself you you wanted that toy right you really wanted that toy um and you guys both wanted the toy at the same time right like highlighting that again that goes back to the narrating but identifying that need and really validating that need it's going to soften them up right if when we start choosing sides when we start saying who's right and who's wrong and what they need to do they are going to get defensive right and they're gonna close up and learning stops because <laughs> now they're just focused on okay how do i protect myself how do i get myself out of trouble so validate the needs validate where they're coming from and then after that right after you've done all that work then you say well you know how can we um because what i saw between you guys is that i made you guys both upset and both angry right um and i noticed with brother like his his face got red and he started to cry and this was a hard moment for both of you guys so what could we do differently next time right how basically you're you're getting them to think through how they could make a different more pro-social choice and the younger they are the more help they're going to need with kind of looking at their options so you can pose options for them and see what they think um so don't be surprised if you kind of ask them this question and they're like i don't know right i don't know what i could have done uh, or they just need to give that back to me like don't worry learning is happening and that just means that's your sign that they need ideas right they don't know um and that's <laughs> hence why they made the choice that they made so this is the teaching moment right this is what discipline looks like in action right discipline means to teach so this is where you come in with your adult perspective and you offer different choices and help them think through those things um and you also help them see the 
the other person's perspective. This is essential for building empathy. So you're just helping them in a non-judgmental way, just see how everybody was was experiencing this moment and how their actions influenced somebody else. Okay, again, nobody's in trouble. This is not punitive. It's just, hey, did you ha- did you think about how brother thought about it? Or, you know, I think this is where he was coming from. I don't know for sure, right? Because it's a baby. But you just want to kind of plant those seeds there. And then a lot of the times, especially if the younger child is an infant, an early toddler, they're going to need your help, the adult's help, to honor and respect the other older child's needs. And that's really important. And sometimes that gets overlooked, right? Because they don't know really what's going on yet. It's not really developmentally appropriate. And so you can have the older child practice communicating with the younger child, and then you just help with your actions, you know, setting some boundaries or whatever you need to do to maybe putting them in different areas, putting toys up top on the table so that the younger one can't get to it. Whatever makes sense in that context, you wanna help the the younger one kind of respect the older one's boundaries, if you will. And this is just great practice because over time they'll, they'll learn how to do it for themselves and you'll just, you'll, your role will be less involved over time, ideally. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so again, there's so many nuances to this, but I hope that some of these tips helped you kind of, kind of give you some ideas of how to best show up in these hard moments where there's aggression involved and things are happening so 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 fast and again check out my upcoming class where we're gonna dive way more in depth into these dynamics including sibling rivalry and toy battles and conflict including with peers as well how to have healthy relationships with others essentially uh so definitely check out the class you can go to the mompsychologist.com forward slash sibling class for all the details the link will be in the description if you're watching on youtube um and i think that's it for this video i hope you enjoyed it let me know in the comments if you have any other questions related to sibling conflicts i do hope to do more of these kinds of videos if it's helpful for you guys So yeah, that is it. I will see you in the next video. Bye.